Hello and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Zhao, and today I have Jai Glazer here with me. What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for having me on here. Of course, man. I'm glad you decided to come. So let's start off. I mean, I met you in the gym, so I mean, I know you lift a lot, so how often do you lift? Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I do really like lifting and I do lift a lot. I'd say... I mean, at home, I try to lift every other day, and here I've been mm-hmm. lifting every day just because it's sort of very easy, very easy access to the gym. Yeah, no, it's super close. Like, every day, as in, would you mix up your um, workouts, your sets, your different things? Yeah, yeah, I, I try to split it up pretty evenly. Like, one day here I'll do, you know, biceps and shoulders, another day here I'll do chest. So I try to, mm-hmm. you know, give certain muscle groups certain rest days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you decide to start going to the gym or what inspired you to lift so i started going to the gym um or started lifting rather in ninth grade um mm-hmm. you know i was i'd always been a really really skinny kid um, same yeah yeah no i was i was like definitely like clinically underweight it was it was mm-hmm. kind of bad and i'd always sort of been insecure about it and Do then you when have the like numbers hit, huh how heavy did you weigh back then yeah i was or? like i was five eight and i was like 110 oh shit yeah no i was i was really really skinny uh-huh. Um, and I'd always been sort of insecure about that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when the pandemic came, I sort of made a decision that I, I was so bored, I might as well, you know, try to get a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And so literally, like, you know, I don't know if you remember, all the workout equipment, all the dumbbells yeah. were um, out of stock. Yeah. So what I did was I, I used, like, gallon water bottles <laughs> as my first set of dumbbells. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no. And um, that actually worked pretty well. It was, it was a good set of, like, eight-pound weights. Uh-huh. Um, and that was how I sort of got into working out. And then obviously, you know... When things became more open, more accessible, I started going to, like, an actual gym and using actual dumbbells. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So when you started working out, did you work out scientifically? Like, did you research everything? Yeah, I did do a lot of research. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I mean, I I do that a lot, like, with working out even now. Mm -hmm. Just trying to sort of understand, like, the science behind building muscle, losing fat. Yeah. Whatever, just sort of understanding why my body reacts to certain things. Um, better than others and I feel like that has helped me and so yeah I, I definitely say like before I started working out I did a lot of research on why people work out and different types of workouts by like you know people actually are experts in the field and know what they're doing because like when you started it was just you you didn't have a trainer you didn't have nobody no no, no it was it was me and me and my water bottles <laughs> and you just searched up like um, home workouts and things like that or yeah. yeah 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 I mean obviously there was like limited you know, equipment, limited sort of things I could do, but I was able to make it work. A lot of people were sort of going sort of through that similar sort of dilemma of wanting to, you know, exercise, but not being able to exercise when you're at home. Um, yeah, so there was definitely a lot of online resources out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, do you want to give us some tips on like how to gain more muscles, get more gains? Yeah, I just or... say staying consistent. I think the gym is a place where one can really sort of correlate the amount of work you put in mm-hmm. into the amount of results you're getting. And that's honestly mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I really like the gym. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the way the way you build muscle is breaking down muscle slowly, breaking down muscle fibers. Progressively, and, yeah. Yeah, and having them sort of grow back stronger. It's a process called hypertrophic growth, mm-hmm. right? And that is how you build muscle. Mm-hmm. And so the phrase, no pain, no gain, mm-hmm. like that is the truest thing anyone could have ever said about the gym just because mm-hmm. literally you need to work hard, overload your muscles, and slowly sort of break them down in order for them to get stronger and bigger. At a certain point, it feels really good after a workout because you yeah. know that what you're feeling is it's progress. good and it's progress. And exactly, you, you feel, after a while, you can sort of tell when you've sort of broken down your muscles in a good, healthy way. Obviously not to the point where you're injuring yourself, but definitely yeah, no. to the point where they can regrow in a healthier, bigger manner. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, speaking about consistency um, and speaking about, well, putting in the work and getting out the result. I mean, that seems like really good mindset. So how did you sort of develop your mindset? Yeah, I mean, from the gym or did you have that mindset before? I mean, I'd say I'd say my my parents, in particular, my mom Mm -hmm. had definitely sort of instilled within me a mindset that, you know, hard work pays off and mm-hmm. that if you work hard at something chances are that whether it be sort of just naturally or even by karma that things will work out if you want it and try hard enough to get it and so that's where sort of that 
mindset comes from. And from your you know, mom, I, from my mom, from my parents, just the way I've sort of been raised. And obviously, mm-hmm. the gym has sort of helped with that because I've been able to see right. You know, mm-hmm. I've gained. You know, I'm not where I want to be, but I have gained. You know, thirty pounds of muscle in the last two years. Oh, really? And, well, yeah, because I, mm-hmm. well, I'm not like clinically underweight anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which I definitely was, mm-hmm. and so that sort of serves as sort of a living proof example and you know a big source of motivation for me that if you do work hard at something mm-hmm. and you do put in the time effort blood sweat tears that mm-hmm. it'll actually work out and i try mm-hmm. to sort of apply that to the rest of life and i think that's something mm-hmm. we can all sort of do better and i can certainly do better hmm. right yeah i think you know indians and americans have very def- different definitions of what you need to do to be happy right and at least at least in my opinion right mm-hmm. I've sort of seen the sort of Indian sort of belief that success, however you define success, means that you are happy. And Indians really, really value sort of being successful in whatever you may choose to be successful. That can mean, you know, in your profession or in your sort of family life. I think that, you know, Indians do really value the concept of success. Whereas As in like successful business, successful being rich or no, 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 it's literally just success in the broadest sense possible. Like, like you can be successful in that you have been very successful career wise. You can also be successful in that you've been able to have a really successful social life, familial life, made really good connections with people. I think the Indian definition of happiness, at least this is this may not be sort of general sort of for all Indians, I don't really know, but at least for my family and the Indian side of my family, that's sort of what I feel like it's meant. In my opinion, the fundamental sort of principle of life is that we're all, every action we do is trying to make us happier, right? Hmm. Interesting. Even if it's trying to make somebody else happier, Mm -hmm. we get happier as a result of that person being happy. Definitely. And I think that I may not have been able to construct that sort of philosophy which I just sort of try to you know internalize and live by mm-hmm. if I didn't have sort of multiple cultural perspectives to relate to if that makes sense definitely yeah. so wh- how do you define happiness I know this is a very that is a very deep question deep but that's question. a good question <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I don't know I don't know where happiness do you get is... your most happiness from where do I get from my most happiness gym from, from playing sports from socializing from where I think I think I get the most happiness for me personally Mm -hmm. um by like connecting with other people like when I just have a really good conversation Mm -hmm. or you know I'm sort of I have a really good you know interaction or I spend really good time with my little brother Mm. right that's what sort of makes me the most happy Mm. really good interactions with people I sort of respect love care about Mm. Yeah. Really. What about you? I'm very curious. I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, I, I, I get happiness from a lot of places. De- like like you said, from conversation, definitely. I love talking. That's why I run podcasts yeah. and, you know, having deep conversations. It's always much more rewarding than having those five-minute superficial talks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, for me, it's in sports. It's playing soccer. You know, seeing myself getting better every day, um, yeah. having that growth mentality, seeing and seeing my work getting paid off, and also just enjoying the game. You know, like controlling the game, and also feeling good about myself, doing moves that that I never thought I would, but just doing it, and then just immersing immersing myself. I mean, this this state, uh, there's a name for it. It's called the flow state. I don't know if you ever heard of yeah. that. The flow state, it's like when an athlete, or it doesn't necessarily have to be an athlete, when, when a person is so focused, so locked in, in his slash her slash their, their work or what they're doing, that they just forget about time. Like yeah. everything just feels effortless, that you just do whatever, you just don't even think anymore. You're just in the moment absolute being absolutely present i don't know have you ever felt that before that's yeah that's very interesting because I, I definitely have felt that before and it's a great feeling i mean i definitely there have definitely been a few times in the gym mm-hmm. when i've sort of 
felt that way. And I guess that's sort of, I, I do remember the first time that sort of I felt that way in the gym and that's really what made me like the gym, right? Mm. You know, the gym is not like a fun place, right? You're sort of deliberately hurting yourself in, mm. in sort of the pursuit of, you know, looking or becoming stronger mm-hmm. and better, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, sort of that shouldn't be something fun. But when you get into that state, it definitely is. I, mm-hmm. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there, there have definitely been a couple times that I've sort of felt that way that I can sort of remember. That's very interesting that you say that. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like, do you feel that in other places, though, in studying education? Yeah, there have been there have been times when I'm studying for a big test or something mm-hmm. where I just really feel like I'm flowing. I'm really mm-hmm. sort of in the zone. Time stops. I'm just really sort of singularly focused on one task and one thing, and that's a, that's a great feeling because I feel like I'm most productive and I'm honestly yeah sort of the best sort of hardest working version of myself when I do that. Definitely, yeah. definitely, it's. And it feels easy. Like, yeah. Have do you, I don't know about you, but do you ever achieve that in reading too? In reading, sometimes? yeah. There have definitely been times when I've been, you know, reading a book. I mean, I, I in general, um, especially when I was little, but even now, I'm like a big reader. Really. Um, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, re- reading reading helps us all sorts of things. And when you definitely. you know find a book and you're actually really interested in what you're reading about, and whether it be fiction or nonfiction, mm-hmm. right? I personally now I sort of like more nonfiction stuff. When you're really sort of yeah, interested yeah. in the topic you're learning about, it that's a great feeling, and you can definitely sort of get lost in it almost. I, I didn't I didn't know that you were a reader. Yeah. So what what kind of books do you read right now? Well, I mean it gets it gets hard because junior year. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I, I tried to I had like a full list of books and all these things and it just didn't didn't do never had time yeah yeah no <laughs> I mean that's that's sort of the same way for me but I guess when, when I had more time and you know obviously there will be times in my life where I will have more time mm-hmm. right I definitely you know would love to sort of read more um, mm-hmm. and honestly like like reading reading has helped in things as sort of simple as like my grammar right even if you're like you know taking a grammar test or like the SAT or something mm-hmm. um you know, it really helps. I, th- I think reading is a very good way of sort of internalizing knowledge. And I know this definitely. is not a controversial take at all, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's very true. No, definitely. I feel like for reading, with reading, you get to, um, to, to, f- to fully understand someone else's knowledge. And there's like an analogy that I've heard. It's, it's like the, you are literally handed someone's experience after 40 years, 50 years of their life, for free not for yeah. free I mean you still have to pay for the book and things like that but then you can just obtain this knowledge yeah. of them of them living their 50 years like bumping walls everywhere telling you the best way to live and then if you if you take him from everyone you just automatically become a great person and knowing all the potential walls that you can bump into and avoiding them before they come yeah I mean I mean, th- right, think about who writes books right Yeah, the people who write books you know, most mo- this is I guess mostly true for nonfiction books, but it is the people who have spent their lives dedicated to what they're trying to condense into yes, a book. Definitely, right? It's the it's the smartest people in what you're trying to learn about, right? It's like having the best teacher ever mm-hmm. for whatever subject. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I re- I remember I was watching this documentary about Bill Gates mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, I yeah. forget what it was called, but it was a really good documentary. And one mm-hmm. of the things it talked about was that there's this very sort of obscure author. Right, mm-hmm. named Vaclav Smil, mm-hmm. right, and he basically writes insanely in-depth books mm-hmm. on very niche subjects, mm-hmm. and you know most people can't even read his books because they're so dense, they're so complicated, they're so in-depth, and that's Bill Gates's favorite author because he just loves learning so much yeah. that he's willing to put the time in to understanding these really, really dense, complicated pieces of literature because he feels that he can obtain knowledge the best way by doing that. And, you know, he's, like, met the dude. The dude said, you know, Bill Gates is the only one who's ever read all of my books, <laughs> right? Just because his books are so complicated and dense. And it's a really good re- – it's just sort of reading, and it's a really good way of, you know, learning, taking knowledge and, and learning, yeah. Bill Gates, he is, well, one of the richest person pe- people in the world. And he's still 
spends a lot of his time reading and he has like a bill gates reading list every yeah. year or something yeah. like that. i don't know if you, if you have ever seen yeah that. I, i've seen it and i mean honestly that type of mindset is the reason why he's been so successful in everything again we, we talked earlier about like how success mm-hmm. is not necessarily measured by money or even your career right i mean bill gates has gone out and done incredible things in terms of charity work right mm-hmm. his foundation is incredible it's sort of a behemoth that consistently raises money and executes what mm-hmm. they're trying to do mm-hmm. in, you know, incredible ways, you know, due to his work on things like, you know, polio. Right? Yeah. You know, he's doing, he's done incredible things for computing with Microsoft and then he's gone on and done that. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of a sign of just someone, you know, the, the phrase build different comes to mind, right? <laughs> Where, you know, somebody seems to just be able to be good at everything they do. And the mm-hmm. reason is because of sort of their mindset and their mm-hmm. outlook on life. And that's Bill Gates's sort of mindset that's what he does he just consumes information in a way that other never people stops don't. learning yeah it's amazing do you try to implement that mindset to your life too i mean i wish <laughs> um, you know obviously obviously i would love to be able to do that I, I sometimes feel that that requires more discipline than i have at sort of this stage of my life i feel like discipline yeah. is you can always just achieve discipline you can get discipline by just actually doing, you know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. a lot of times it's not it's not external factors that stops us, it's our mind that stops us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, like, no, our our mind is our mind is a huge barrier in yeah. a lot of things. Um I mean even even in the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you've seen those YouTube videos of people who are trying to bench press their PR, their personal best, right? And you know, they can just do a specific amount of weight. Let's say they can bench press 200 pounds, right? Yeah. If somebody secretly puts on five more pounds such that they're actually doing 205, most of the time the dudes can still lift it, right? Mm -hmm. You can still lift it. But because they don't know that they're actually lifting 205, they Mm -hmm. think that they're lifting 200. Mm -hmm. And thus, they don't have that mental barrier stopping them from achieving what they want to achieve. Exactly. Right? And that, yeah, that's sort of, that sort of ties very well into discipline mm-hmm. because it's all a mental thing. And, you know, I, that's something that, you know, I know both you, you and I have again talked about this, right? Talked about, so yeah, we were talking about this on the way over here. Yeah. How, you know, we both wish that we could be better at focusing on what matters and being able to drown out sort of distractions, whatever those distractions may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to focus on sort of what matters and being disciplined. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest factor that's stopping you from achieving what you want? Um, honestly, I just I just get distracted. Um, from what? I get distracted from sort of the things that matter into you know the things that don't matter. I I guess it's sort of distracted from the things that are going to make me sort of a better person, like you know learning in school, right, and being able to, you know, learn a lot of things, make, you know, very good connections with people, have deep conversations like this one, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I sometimes... Those are things that you value. Those definitely. are things that I really value, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sometimes, you know, get sidetracked, right? I'm a very, 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 very social person. Yeah, right? definitely, I can tell. Sometimes I get sort of too deep in those so- sort of social interactions mm-hmm. such that I can't bring myself out of that to focus on what really matters. No, I definitely... That's obviously something that I'm sort of trying to work on. Um, And, you know, I've had some success with it, right? I've been this way since I was, like... I remember my first grade teacher on, like, my report card said, oh, yeah, you know, Jai just spends too much time talking to friends. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And, you know, she would say, yeah, you know, Jai does the work, but I feel like you can do it better if you just... (laughs) Stop talking. (laughs) And so, you know, obviously I've tried to come a long way, and I think I have come a long way. But it's definitely a skill that I sort of need to work on. No, definitely. I mean, I, I, what I was thinking is if you, it depends on how you view the situation. You can feel, view socialization as a distraction or you can also view it as a positive thing. Yeah. It really depends on how you approach socialization. Yeah. It's, it's like if you spend time with the right people, if you spend time having the right conversations like this one, for example, you learn a lot. Yeah, you learn immensely. You absorb from all kinds of people. Like for me, I mean, I used to be pretty introverted, but then I pushed myself to become more extroverted because I realized the benefits of just talking to people. Yeah, I, a lot of my knowledge is acquired through other people. 
Yeah. Because a lot of other people have been through a lot of things that I haven't. Yeah. And by understanding their stories, I, I can well, apply it to mine too. But it really depends on what kind of conversations you have. Yeah. No, no. And it, it depends on the people you're talking to and the types of social interactions, right? You know, granted, I find a lot of value in, you know, going to a party because especially this year when I've been so stressed about work and college and whatever, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes you need that sort of time to just relax and have fun with your friends. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of not getting you somewhere in the same way that a really productive, deep conversation like this one is, Yeah. right? And so I definitely think that there's value in social interaction. Mm-hmm. But it depends on the type of social interaction. And it depends on what type of value you're trying to get, right? If you're yeah. just trying to get quick sort of, you know, emotional sort of relief through, you know, like a stupid conversation with one of your friends. That's sort of fine, too. Yeah. But I feel like... But if you spend most of your time doing it, it's just wasting time. It's just wasting your time, and you're not getting anything out of it. You're not becoming sort of better in any way, and, you know, later in life, you're going to sort of look at yourself and, you know, realize that you could be sort of better had you not wasted your time. I mean, you know, you you look at everyone in life who's, you know, older than you and has more experience, Mm -hmm. and... You know, there's sort of a big sort of adage that, you know, life is sort of short, life is precious. You have to focus on the things that matter to you, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to waste your time, right? Your time sort of on this earth mm-hmm. is very limited. Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, that's a very valid point. That's a very valid concern. Yeah. But then there's sort of the other point that you do want to live in the moment a little bit. Yeah. You want to be able to experience sort of the beauty of life and whatever you know, you're experiencing. There's that quote from Ferris Bueller, right? You know, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around for a while, you might miss it. Right? Yeah. And that's very true. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's sort of a balance that you have to strike, and it's a very hard balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Living in the moment. I mean, you, you just talked about importance of living in the moment. Do you do that a lot? Do you try to do that a lot? Um, I wish I could. <laughs> you know, I think that's a, that's a very valuable Cause, thing. Because I feel like with, um, I mean, I keep saying this, but with digitalized world with phones with all these distractions we stop living in the moment more you know yeah. what i'm saying we we are distracted all the time you know every time there's notification we get distracted and what we do we we are we are living lives in different worlds you know, seeing contacting with our friend on the other side of the world you know what i'm saying and also just youtube and instagram and all these sort of distractions we're not present anymore yeah i mean i mean because like think about it if you're bored yeah right? if you're bored in 2022 what do you do you go on your phone mm-hmm. right and you know when you're sort of form- forming social connections through that that's one thing but a lot of the time you know i'll just be playing a random game on my phone and you know that's <laughs> that's just wasting that's just I wasting saw you your with day the bouncing time. ball game yeah. the other day yeah no, no no i mean i i love that game it's like a version of brick breaker that i i really like playing <laughs> But that is a complete waste of time. And, yeah. you know, like, I have friends who, like, noticed how much I play that game. Um, and, you know, I literally just say, like, yeah, you know, I, I play it when I'm bored. And that's sort of unhealthy. And then there, there's the other the other reason why I have trouble living in the moment is because I'm a massive overthinker. Right? Same, same. I think about things so much. Yeah. And oftentimes I'll get so wrapped up in the future and... Mm-hmm what something means for, you know, my future sort of as a person, mm-hmm. that I'll almost sort of stop appreciating what's around me at that point in favor Definitely. of sort of working towards a goal that's in the future. But the reality is that you if you stress keep, about the future. Yeah. But yeah. if you keep working towards future goals mm-hmm. without actually stopping to look at the progress you've made, you're just gonna keep working towards goals. It's sort of an endless cycle that you're never actually going to achieve, you know, happiness and satisfaction of completing those goals if you just keep setting more goals. And that's a problem I have mm-hmm. that I sort of need to work on. No, definitely. Do you have any, Do you, did you figure out any ways to cope with it? Because for me, I totally relate with you. Yeah. I think a lot, a lot. And I mean, I wish that I, I was just, I was just simpler, you know what I'm saying? Because like my entire life, I could I could have achieved so much more if I just stopped overthinking. You know, if yeah. I just if I if I set my mind on something and I just did it, 
oh, been so much better because I am decent. I am pretty good at learning. I'm pretty good at you know getting new skills, and I'm pretty good at a lot of different things. But my mind is what's stopping me. You know, my mind yeah. tells me, oh, maybe you you can't do this. Oh, maybe you're not made for this. And those thoughts they interfere with with my goals. So I don't know if you have found any good coping techniques. Yeah. With this. I mean, I I wish I wish I sort of had because then I would be sort of a much more sort of satisfied person. Yeah. But I'm curious, does that overthinking lead to sort of is that sort of a confidence thing or does that overthinking sort of create a lack of confidence? It or creates that... a lack of confidence, yeah. definitely. Yeah. For example, um just say approaching girls, for example. Right. I mean, I I know I have the ability to just talk to people. Right. I know I have the ability to talk to girls. I know I have the ability to hold a conversation and have deep conversations or have s- small talks and all kinds of conversations. But I don't. But I'm scared. Yeah. I'm, there's no reason to be scared, but I, yeah. I'm just scared. But you keep overthinking because it. I overthink it yeah. because I think, oh, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, and and what ends up is my, I'm the only person that's against me, and that's not goes one thing. Another big thing that happened to me this year was was for soccer, right? I, 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 kn- for for, I mean, the past two three years, I I know I wanted to play. I feel like uh, attacking mid and all, all those position like playing playing on the field, but then I am too scared to drop my position as goalie, you know. Yeah. And, and these are very different positions. But if I was just you know, I if I stop overthinking, I was just like, if I want to do it, I'll do it. Then I just did. It. Yeah. But I w- I couldn't. I just kept overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. I spent a lot of time thinking. There's absolutely no point. Because yeah. I'm just stuck in the same position. I'm not moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that has troubled me a lot. And I mean, do you do you, do you have those experiences too? I definitely do. I mean, I guess confidence has sort of been sort of a big thing, sort of in my life. And being able to get more confident um, has something has been something that I've been sort of you know progressively working on. I mean, in some areas of life. I'm incredibly overconfident, right? Mm. Like there are areas in life in which I wish I was much less arrogant than Mm -hmm. I am because I feel like then I could learn more and sort of become better instead of thinking that I just can't improve. But then there are other areas of my life, right, where I feel very underconfident, Mm -hmm. right? And I guess what I've found is that overconfidence and underconfidence aren't actually that different, right? Mm. Sometimes overconfidence is used as a mask for underconfidence. And hmm. sometimes underconfidence is a mask for overconfidence. Underconfidence because is a mask for over- mm-hmm. think about it. If you are so confident about something, sometimes doubt gets to you. You think, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be this confident. I shouldn't think that I'm going to do this well. And that's when doubt comes in, mm-hmm. right? And so you feel underconfident as a result of being so confident. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, mm-hmm. if you are so underconfident about something, you might project outwardly that you're overconfident because you are so sort of insecure. Scared. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, this sort of juxtaposition between overconfidence and underconfidence, it goes back to the gym. I feel like everything in the conversation is going back to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is true because, you know, why do people work out? Mm-hmm. Right? They work out because they are fundamentally sort of they feel that they could be happier with the way that they look, right? Hmm. That's a form of underconfidence. True. But then you see bodybuilders and stuff who, you know, have, you know, obviously incredible physiques Mm -hmm. and, you know, know that they have incredible physiques, right? Mm -hmm. They're very confident in going to the gym because they can improve themselves and they can look very good while doing that, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think that underconfidence that you're feeling that can almost turn into overconfidence because what do you have to lose, right? I mean, obviously you can lose that position as goalie, but in two, three years, right? Is that long-term going to make as big of an impact as the feeling in your mind that 
damn, I really missed this chance to be able to play the position that I love and the position that I want to play. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. That That's actually a great way to approach it is to, when you are underconfident, you use overconfidence to mask your underconfidence. Yeah. Kind of, and when you have overconfidence, just keep your confidence, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's important to, when you're really overconfident, to stay humble. Right? Yeah, to stay humble. And obviously, that Use is your the antithesis of overconfidence, and that's really, really hard to do. It um, is. Because when you're really good at something, you know that you're really good at something. Mm -hmm. And there's sort of a feeling of invincibility that comes around with it. No, but yeah. in the end, staying humble is sort of a more effective and better approach because you will be more successful in that thing if Definitely. you stay grounded and keep working. And right. a lot of the most successful people are very humble. Yeah. Bill Gates, oh, yeah. Just, we were just very talking about humble. him. Very humble. He never stops learning. He never says, okay, I'm and I'm so smart in this, I don't need yeah. to learn. You yeah, know? Bill Gates is a very smart dude. Yeah. But he keeps learning because... He is very humble. He is very humble, right? I mean, people always talk about how Warren Buffett, right? Warren Buffett, one of the richest guys in the world. Mm -hmm. He lives in, you know, obviously a nice house, but nowhere close to what he could afford but he stays humble he stays you know within you know the means that got him to where he is today to be yeah. sort of giant mm -hmm. you know definitely i think it all it all ties back to work yeah. right if you're underconfident work can generate that overconfidence if you're overconfident work can prevent you from being too overconfident or even yeah. underconfident so finding the right balance between underconfidence and overconfidence. Yeah, and that comes down to work. And that comes down to work. And do you think the same thing applies to overthinking too? Is when you are overthinking, just do it. Yeah, but I mean, I am one of the worst people in the world to talk to about advice about. No, we're 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 not talking about advice, but we're yeah. trying to figure it out together. It's a yeah, process too. It's a process I'm now. I mean, I think I, that overthinking, overthinking is something that is so sort of fundamental to who a lot of people are, not just you and me, yeah, definitely. but a lot of people. Like, do you, do you struggle to sleep at night? No, I don't struggle with sleep at night, but I definitely find myself getting really wrapped up. Um, in your thoughts. In my thoughts and in stupid small things that really don't mean anything. But, mm -hmm. you know, in some ways, in some ways I'm a big perfectionist, in some ways I'm not, yeah. right? Yeah. But in everything, I want to be the best. That I want to be because I'm a very competitive person. Definitely. And that leads to, at least that's why I overthink, because I feel such a desire to be so good at everything, mm -hmm. and I really want to be so good at everything that even when I'm not, mm -hmm. I want to be really good at something. And so that competitive. Lends yeah. itself to overthinking. Yeah. Dude, we're like, we're, <laughs> we're so identical. That's that's yeah, me no, all the time. We're, we're very similar people. But because. For me, I don't know about you, but speaking of socializing, speaking of all these potential distractions that we have, a lot of them comes from our competitiveness. I was talking to, um, do you know RCA Alex? No, I don't. Oh, uh, well, um, he's on our floor, but he, he was talking to me about like how opportunities always come from, a lot of opportunities come from the people that that you're not, like, like acquaintances. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... And, and that is very interesting because when I think back, a lot of opportunities come from people that I'm not insanely, like not my closest friends, but people that I'm decently close with. And yeah. they're like, oh, yo, there's this tournament. Do you want to go together? Yo, there's this camp. Did you sign up? Yo, there's this, um, like, there's countless examples of yeah. how this would help me. But, but what I'm saying, but coming back to the competitiveness point, it's, these things it's good if it's in the right direction yeah and it's bad if it's in the wrong direction like i don't know about you like for example playing games you know i get too competitive i just i'm just stuck in the game yeah like i'm like i can't, I can't lose this let's i gotta go again i i can't lose this I gotta go again and, and i'm stuck in the the loop yeah you know i'm saying yeah i i think it's i think for both of us it's a product of not being able to pick your battles mm -hmm. right not being able to say, okay, maybe I don't need to win this, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, I don't need to feel like this when I lose, you know, a game of Connect 4 or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's about being able to healthily draw the line between what matters and what doesn't. 
I think the point you were bringing up about having a network, though, is really interesting. Because I'm just thinking back, even with, you know, like socializing, right? Whether it be, you know, making new friends, even like girls, right? Like, you know, most of my best friends, right? I met through another one of my best friends, right? Or, you know, some random thing that I didn't even think would lead to this. But I think both social connections and various opportunities in life come from the places that you would least expect them to. Yeah, and that's why it's important to make those types of connections and have a broad network. Exactly. Right? It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, a very valuable thing in life mm-hmm. when you have sort of a group of people who can introduce you to other people or introduce you to other good opportunities. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's a big reason why, you know, people do a lot of things in relation to college. Like, you know, Everything from going to, you know, what is deemed to be a good school to, mm-hmm. you know, joining a fraternity, right? A lot of the reason why people do both those things is because they feel like they can get very good networks out of it, right? Mm-hmm. For example, if you join a frat, right? Have you seen those, like, TikToks making fun of fraternities? No. So there's, like, a whole trend on TikTok with making fun of fraternities. And it's quite funny because, you know, it's, like, the typical frat bro stereotype of, like, you know, like kind of a jerk. <laughs> right mm-hmm. but they always talk about alumni relations mm. in their frat and the reason is because that enables you to get a network of people who you automatically have a connection to right mm-hmm. you automatically have a connection to someone who graduated from your frat 10 years ago mm-hmm. right and that's a big reason why people do this kind of stuff because it gives them a network mm-hmm. right it Definitely. gives them a group of people that they can reach out to that they can rely on and that can give them more opportunities mm-hmm. yeah. no, definitely definitely and it's a it, that is a really good thing because that would because well in the modern age you know everything's so intertwined yeah there's there's like a statistic that shows that you you need six people to know all, all, all like everyone in the world yeah yeah every every person in the world every person can be can draw a direct line to you based on six people six people yeah yeah your yeah. friends friends which is friends, really friends, interesting friends. It's yeah incredibly interesting. Yeah, it's a small world. I've met, just at Cornell camp, I've met a lot of people with mutual friends, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if we looked into it, we would know somebody in common. Definitely, right? definitely. And it's just, it's just very interesting how humans work because, you know, a lot of other species don't do this where they're so keen on making and maintaining social connections. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that they get us very far in life and we're almost sort of wired to want and to seek out the social connections mm-hmm. and as, as you know we're both very social people right because we really yeah. like that right mm-hmm. we really like having those connections and that's very helpful it is very helpful yeah. it's like it, it has to come back to human biology you know it when humans say cavemen right for them if they want to survive they have to have c- connections they have to have a group yeah. If, and if they're left out of the group, that means you're done. Yeah. You're you're done. You're you're gonna die. So humans are automatically programmed to socialize, yeah. things like that. And it's it is good and bad uh, by itself. I mean, good as in you can have this network um, that you can connect to a lot of opportunities. But bad side to it though is if you really have a goal. Yeah. You know, and if you really want to go in one specific direction, a lot of socializing could be not helping you and it could be a distraction yeah yeah i mean so, I, I think so yeah. like what you said the the pick your battles yeah pick where you want to spend your time with pick, prioritize you talked about prioritization yeah is all of these things can you choose the right amount of energy to put in the right amount of space and the right amount of people and and do what you do you know yeah. what I'm and you know tell me if you agree with this but I think at least for me personally the biggest sap on that energy and honestly probably my like biggest like flaw as a person is that I care too much about what other people think definitely like if somebody thinks something about me or what I'm doing mm-hmm. I actually do internalize that whether that changes definitely. what I'm doing right mm-hmm. I remember that I think about that, mm-hmm. right? I've 
progressively become better at not letting it change my outcome or changing sort of my level of confidence. Yeah. But that's definitely something that results from that and results for a lot of people. No, definitely. Caring what, caring about what other people think. For example, you have 99 compliments and you have that one negative comment. Yeah. You that just, sticks with you. That sticks with you. Yeah. And, and for us, I feel like it's especially worse because for a lot of people, they can just, you know, they have this and let go of things. That, for me, it's very, very hard. Yeah. Like, I, I, a lot of my overthinking comes down to it. Yeah. You want and, to be perfect. and I be spend a lot of time trying to overcome this issue. I mean, I got much better at it. Yeah. But it's still hard because, like, I mean, before I came to the camp, I, I had, like, a list of things I wanted to achieve. Yeah. And on this list was trying to, like, at, just disregard what other people think. And it's super hard. It is really hard, yeah. I think it's, it's one of the harder things in life because, you know, Humans are social creatures, mm-hmm. right? To be able to be a social animal and within that species to be a very social person yourself, it becomes doubly hard to pick what you want to be social about, right? Mm-hmm. You want to be social when you're forming connections with people. You want to be social when they're helping you. But you don't want to be social when you know, you're being criticized and you don't want to take unhealthy criticism into account and let that affect who you are as a person. Yeah, exactly. So it's a balance that you have to strike between being social and letting negativity from other people in social interactions impact who you are and impact your life. No, yeah, definitely. It's it's like what you, what you said about just picking the right people to yeah. spend time with. Yeah, and picking the and, right interactions. And right interactions. Because some interactions are very positive. Some interactions are draining. Yeah. Uh, and you definitely had those before. I, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, like, I would view this, this podcast, right? We've been talking for a long time, right? Yeah. I don't feel tired. I don't feel drained at all. I feel very energized because I feel like and this is a very, very healthy conversation to have. And the more you talk, the more you want to talk. Exactly. It's endless. Exactly. <laughs> no, because ideas are bouncing off. And yeah. a lot of good stuff are coming up. I mean... I mean, that's why I really value deep conversations. Yeah. Because you, you really learn a lot from it. Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, just stay with deep conversations, but it's hard sometimes, you know. It, it's just in, in, say, in the dining hall, there's so many different people. You just get, you know, it's hard to, like, focus on a, on a deep conversation. Yeah. But, like, with, with the studio here, you know, we, you, it's just you and me. Yeah. No phones, no distractions, nothing. Just just you and me and just talk. Yeah. I feel like this is very good. Like we we can I learn a lot. Yeah. No, I learn a lot too and I think you are you are a very interesting person. Like you have a lot of yeah. stuff to share and a lot of mm-hmm. ideas and I, that's why I think it's so cool that you're doing podcasting mm-hmm. because I feel like I mean even for me in this one podcast, right? How many how many of these have you done like 50? something like that yeah right in this one podcast not only have i learned a lot from you and from the questions that you've asked and from what you've shared you've but learned, I've also learned a lot from myself because putting it into words actually crystallizes what i think crystallize right it really helps sort of having these types of conversations really helps you formulate your own opinions and learn more about what you think as well as what the other person thinks and you're able yeah. to take that into account into your opinions definitely it's a really good way to grow it is a great way to grow. Yeah. No, and 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 this comes back to to, to just everything like how how we spend our daily lives is yeah. is is having the growth mindset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is can we develop a way to just 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 pick prioritize yeah. and see what really helps us to grow and help us in our direction? I mean, do you have like a goal that you want? that you set out like do you have a dream part that you are working towards to I or you're not sure i mean i i i i've met so many people that aren't yeah. sure and i wasn't sure all, all this time you know what i'm saying and i was it was only till yesterday that i just told told myself i have to like well i mean i told myself for the past week but but um that i have to just lock into my goal yeah and everything else that's not helping me i'm just gonna let it go 
and it's super hard to say it and super hard to dis- make that decision but it it you know it 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 is the right thing to do yeah i mean personally i'm a very goal oriented person mm-hmm. but i try to make those goals very small mm-hmm. and the reason is because i think that our lives change so much mm-hmm. in so little time mm-hmm. that if you set huge goals, I mean, this mm-hmm. is maybe just for me, right? Mm-hmm. But if you set, if I set huge goals, mm-hmm. I'll stick to those goals. And that's mm-hmm. sometimes an issue because sometimes People circumstances change. change. Yeah. Sometimes some experience that I have will want me to go in a completely different direction than Definitely. I would have gone otherwise. Definitely. And so I set goals every day, every week, every month, every year. Right? Really? Do you but write them down? I don't. I don't write them down. That's actually, I, I've thought about doing that and I've thought about getting into journaling because everyone, I know I talked with you about this, but everyone I know who's gotten into journaling has loved it. And it's yeah, really I, 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 I'm journaling every single night right now. And yeah, that's super amazing. Beneficial. That really, that, that definitely really helps. So again, it's the same thing why this podcast is so cool and is so good because it helps you figure out what you think. Yeah. Right? And Organize into thoughts and it's, yeah. it's, Unstructured. I mean, a lot of people talk to me, like my parents, like people that are trying to give me advice. They'd say that you should organize, structure your podcast, and I don't want to, because I feel like the pur- the purpose of podcast isn't about isn't one hundred percent about sharing your ideas and well, definitely it is part of it, but the full pur- sole purpose is to find out the other person and and to have the it's to dig deeper you know yeah. what i'm saying and if you have a structured thing you can't you it can't limit you it limits you exactly it's the because, same thing with goals yeah yeah because you you take sharp terms all the time yeah i mean i kind of expected some things but a lot of things are unexpected yeah like I, I didn't expect us to talk about reading i didn't expect us to talk about you know about journaling journaling or yeah. or or like picking right battles and all these things but it, it is flowed. super it is it is flowing and, and it's super beneficial because I, I learned more today and I'm gonna and and let's reflect on the takeaways of this yeah. episodes I mean no, what are awesome. you gonna do after after this after knowing all this knowledge because having no I realize having knowledge is very good but it's useless if you don't implement if you don't implement it yeah if you don't put them into action like what what are your action plans let's let's think of like three things that we want to do three things that we want to do. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think, I think the conclusion of this is like we, we talked about a couple main things in this discussion. Right? Yeah. What makes us better people yeah. was probably the central thing. Yeah. Right? How we can become better and grow as a, as people. Yeah. Right. And I think the way to do that is that we obviously both care way too much about what other people think. Yeah. Right. And we internalize that yeah. right and that creates some type of underconfidence in yeah. some random area yeah. of something yeah right yeah we both really want to learn and are sort of hungry for that type of knowledge definitely and having more deep yeah. conversations instead of superficial stupid conversations yeah is helpful for that right definitely that'll help us mm-hmm. so i think those two things just Realizing that you're your own person and at the end of the day, you and the people who really, really care about you are the ones who know best for your future. Mm-hmm. And being able to be cognizant of how we're spending our time and yeah. being able to be very direct and purposeful about the conversations we have and what we hope to gain. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's it's the, like you say, pick, pick your battles and pick the yeah. right to prioritize so like okay here's my action plan or the three things i want to do first is i will try to like just just choose who i talk to yeah and choose what kind of ways i'm talking you know what i'm saying because like i mean socialization is really good and building network is really good but it comes from really understanding another person and really having that deep connection yeah so that's number one number two is to read more i mean i feel like reading like from what we said we learn a lot from deep conversations and and books 
It's just like a deep conversation with with an expert yeah. that has lived for so long, fifth, and 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 they have spent so many years studying into that one thing. Yeah, that's that's the second thing, and third is just just living the moment, I guess. Yeah, being present in in every 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 everything that I I go into and and um and learn and learn and try to try to just you know have my goal in mind and and see whatever helps me and i spend time and just absolutely emerge into it yeah and i think all those things go into that idea of confidence that we were talking about yeah and confidence yeah and stop caring about the negative i I think no but i think all those those three things that you mentioned right they go into confidence right if you're caring less about other people if you're learning more right if you're being purposeful with how you act and who you interact with Mm-hmm. That makes you a more confident person. Definitely. It makes you sure of what you think. It makes you sure that you are on a path that you feel comfortable with and you like. And confidence, and what I was talking about earlier, and happiness, yeah. that stems from that. Yeah. Those are products of the way we live our lives. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. Do you have any plans, action plans? Action plans? I don't know. Because like, if you don't have action plans, it's 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 you're it's hard to turn them into action. Yeah, I think I think what you brought up of being able to think very carefully about each thing we do mm-hmm. and how it's going to make us happier, better people. Mm-hmm. I think that I am going to now more in my mind think about that and think, okay, is this interaction going to make me happier? Is this interaction going to improve me in some way? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, and it's just some short-term happiness, in some cases, that's fine. It's fine. Right? It's, it, it, but being able to Mental health is important. Yeah. Being able to recognize that you're not going to get long-term satisfaction or happiness out of a conversation, mm-hmm. and it's just for short-term sort of emotional relief, mm-hmm. being able to recognize that is being helpful in yeah. modulating how many of those conversations you have. Definitely. No, definitely. I feel like we've talked a lot. We have. To the, this has been to amazing. The, it, this is amazing. Thank you so much for having me on here. Of course, man. And I mean, we can go on for hours, but I have to go to this ID clinic. That's I know. coming yeah, up in like that. 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, hey, I really appreciate you coming today. And yeah. I learned a lot today. And I'm definitely going to like try to put these. I mean, talk is the talk, but action speaks louder than words that's what i take it why words <laughs> yeah action speaks louder than words we got to put them into actions exactly. um thank you so but, much Adam. but yeah thank you for coming and for listeners i hope you enjoyed this podcast and if you still listen to here i mean you definitely learn a lot from this episode but hey um thank you and i'll see you in the next episode bye thank you